Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Well, what's up, New Orleans? What's up across the Gulf South? And what's up to you across the world? At WWL.com, the radio.com app, it is the last lap. And it is not the last lap in free agency, however. We're just getting started. In fact, none of this is even official yet. This is all the legal tampering period, which, frankly, they should just get rid of. I understand why they do it, I suppose, but, I mean, come on. You got guys signing deals, reportedly. Players going from here to there and to and fro. And you can't even officially announce these until tomorrow afternoon. (laughs) Just, just weird. It's just weird. And, of course, Zach and Bobby were talking about all of the moves across the league today. The Saints reportedly inking Latavius Murray. That means Mark Ingram will not be here any longer, you would think, anyways. I, I suppose there's some alternate universe where they bring Ingram back, but let's be honest, it's not happening. With Murray, who will be 29 this next season, That's a year younger than Mark Ingram. Similar production the last few years, and I think Saints fans should be comfortable with this signing. Happy might be the wrong word. Certainly the Saints locker room is not going to be happy. We've seen all the Twitter accounts. Alvin Kamara says he's changing his number. Cameron Jordan really upset. Mike Thomas tweeting out stuff. This was their dude. This was the guy, the glue in that locker room. There was Drew and there was Mark Ingram and there's Cam Jordan. Thomas Morstead, too, you could probably throw in there. Those are the pillars of that chemistry in that locker room. That's something that you cannot value with stats and rushing yards and touchdowns and receiving yards and and any of the statistical metrics. It's, It's immeasurable. So not having Mark Ingram in that locker room, these players are right. It's a big loss. However, this is a capped league. This is the economics of these leagues. I had somebody tell me today, and this is how I just peel back the curtain on, on kind of how I I like to double check and verify what I'm hearing is true. I had somebody today about 5 o'clock, give or take, tell me that the Saints – offered Mark Ingram the same contract, a pretty darn close to it, annual value, what they offered Mark Ingram. I got a hold of two other people, two sources. Well, one source and somebody else in my industry, in the know, in the media, both told me the same thing. That was true. Saints had offered and talked to Mark Ingram about money very similar to what um, they offered Latavius Murray. And if Mark Ingram says, no, I'm I'm here and I can get more on the market elsewhere, perhaps Baltimore, those are the big rumors now for Mark Ingram, I get it. I do not blame him at all. If he wasn't willing to take a hometown discount, frankly, he shouldn't. 
I mean, the Saints weren't ready to give a hometown raise to Mark Ingram just because he was great in the locker room. Perhaps they should have. Perhaps in a year from now, two years from now, we'll look back on this like we looked back on the Saints losing Darren Sproles. It's certainly a possibility. However, if you look at the production on the field, and, and again, I just got done talking about you cannot measure Mark Ingram's value in the locker room off the field with these stats but if you look at the statistics on the field they're similar the last three years Latavius Murray 26 touchdowns the last three years for Mark Ingram 24 touchdowns rushing yards the last three years for Mark Ingram about 2,800 yards 27 2,800 yards a little less for Latavius Murray. You're about 2,100 yards. Mark Ingram, better yards per carry. Latavius Murray is not Mark Ingram, but he's Mark Ingram light, and he is that big physical running back that'll play a counter role to Alvin Kamara. And he's a little younger. And he's used to winning with what Minnesota has done. That's a winning culture up there. And let's not forget... The connections between the New England, uh, the the New Orleans front office and coaching staff, and that one up there in Minnesota. Mike Zimmer and Sean Payton are tight. So are the front offices. They get good info on Latavius Murray, and they feel like he can come in here and contribute and play a big role in a season where once again they'll be expected to contend for a championship. So it's not it's not a great day here if you're a Saints fan. It's just it's just being honest. I don't think this is the you know the cataclysmic loss or signing that some are making it out to be. In fact, it could be just the opposite. Perhaps Mark Ingram hit that wall that a lot of running backs do. In fact, most running backs do right around age thirty. Well, they're just not going to be the same guy anymore. And you can see the decline of production for Mark Ingram the last few years. And even if you threw out the four games he missed this season. His yards per carry averaged a high of 5.1 yards per carry in 2016, went to 4.9 in 2017, 4.7 this last year. Yards per game down. In fact, his 53.5 yards per game rushing average was his lowest since 2013. Had just 21 receptions this year. Also his lowest since 2013. Sometimes this business that is brutal and cutthroat from a contract perspective, the best teams, the most well-run teams, the teams that consistently contend and don't just flash in the pan contend for a couple of years and then fade into irrelevancy, they have to make these incredibly brutal and tough decisions. New England makes these kind of decisions all of the time. Their fan base is desensitized to it, and they understand that what Belichick and company are doing up there with these similar moves is best for their long-term contention plans. Ravens, the Packers, the Seahawks. I mean, I talked about it yesterday. The consistently good team. And I, I am somebody who likes and wants the Saints to contend long-term. I don't want them to contend in just this three-year window. A couple of years ago, last year, and then this coming season. And then when Drew retires, no, we're going into a long rebuild. No, there's enough young talent 
26 and under talent on both sides of the football that they have acquired, they have an opportunity to be good, very good, and contenders for a long time. But they've got to make tough decisions like this. Kind of expected a day like this was coming. Most people predicted Mark Ingram would leave in free agency. And here we are. Mark Ingram is going to leave. The other big news of the day, and this broke Twitter about an hour and a half ago. The Giants have traded Odell Beckham Jr. to the Browns. He'll reunite with LSU teammate Jarvis Landry in Cleveland. Giants get back a first and third round pick this year. And also Jabril Peppers. A good, not great, but a good safety. Young safety. 24 years old. Now all the pieces are there for the Browns. Haven't made the playoffs. Since a lot of you who are listening, you probably weren't even born yet. <laughs> I mean that. a lot. Some of the people listening out there, last time Browns made the playoffs, might not have even been born yet. Should be good. Should be expected to contend, but it would be very Browns, would be very Cleveland if it all fell apart. Would there be anything more Cleveland and more Browns than all the hype here in March, and then they start losing in September and October, and they go into full meltdown mode? It's a lot of volatile personalities on that roster as well. There have been very few test cases leading up to this one when you have guys like Jarvis, like Odell, Baker Mayfield, a rookie head coach, and a team that's not used to winning. And you're talking about paying two receivers like Jarvis and Odell an incredible amount of money. Teams usually don't win when they play pay one receiver Odell money. Now they've got two guys in that ballpark. We'll get into that a little later in the show. Chris Daubertine will come on. We'll talk LSU bracketology as they prepare for the SEC tournament. It's got a little sports libs later in the show. Your call's coming back next. We'll talk free agency. Mark Ingram. And the lines are open for the rest of the hour. I cleared the guests. This is your hour. All calls, all fan and audience reaction here on free agency on Mark Ingram. Really, whatever you want to talk about. 504-260-1870. The text line is 870-870. I'm Seth Dunlap, Logan behind the glass. It's the last lap on WWL. Your reaction coming up here in just a second on the show tonight. Chris Daubertine, 920, will do college basketball and LSU bracketology. We've got a new segment we're going to do every single Tuesday. Jacob Wass, a correspondent out on Tulane's campus. He worked with us during prep football season. He's going to be in studio. A little Tulane Tuesdays today. Mike Dunleavy in the crosshairs. Should he be back after a disastrous campaign with Tulane? In the 10 o'clock hour, Brian Lazar will talk LSU hoops and baseball. And then we're going to replay Deuce McAllister on with Zach and Bobby earlier today. Great discussion on Mark Ingram and Saints free agency. That's the show today. Also, I should mention, and this is how big that Mark Ingram news was. It just dwarfed anything else the Saints did. That's how beloved he is in that locker room. And really, it's amazing how beloved he's become the fan base here. The Alabama grad embraced by everybody, including LSU alum, Saints fan crossovers. But Teddy Bridgewater reportedly going to be back with the Saints. And I think it's a great move. Bridgewater seeing the future. Bridgewater seeing the future and seeing that he may be able to start here once Drew is done, perhaps as early as next year. There weren't a lot of opportunities for him to get a true shot at a starting job. Maybe zero opportunities remaining, except perhaps the Dolphins 
But Teddy will be back. I think that's a great move. Also be watching a little college hoops tonight, WCC championship game. Gonzaga trailing St. Mary's right now. That would have perhaps big implications towards the top of those bracket projections. I also want to mention on Sunday, myself and Scott Alexander are going to be on the air from noon, excuse me, from 10 a.m. to noon with our special Selection Sunday preview show right here on WWL. Hopefully LSU plays in an SEC championship game and We'll preview that also, but Scott Alexander and myself this Sunday, 10 a.m. to noon here on WWL NCAA Selection Sunday Preview. Let's get to your phone line, uh, phone calls here. Phone lines are open at 504-260-1870, and we'll start it off with Justin and Gentilly. Justin, welcome to the show. Hey, Seth. Um, with all the craziness going on with baseball, football, and basketball, how in the world did New Orleans get a rugby team? <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean? Well, I'm saying, how do we have a rugby team, NOLA Gold? We do. Is that true? Yes, we do. Yes, it's true. They're, they're first in Major League Rugby. They're a point ahead of everybody else in the top four, and they played one less game. They're great. Well, I heard you and Scott talking about it the other night. I said, wait, where did we get a rugby team? <laughs> nah, well, a couple, a couple of years ago. Yeah, they just expanded wow. here, man. So go out and see them. I think they're going to be back in next, not this Saturday, but next Saturday over there. I know a lot of our. Uh, our people here at WWL are going to be out there. Well, where do they play? Over at Shaw, Gold Stadium. I play at Shaw. It might not be a long-term uh, oh, solution. Shaw. Oh, Shaw, okay. But they have a new stadium. Great facility over there. I mean, this is this is a great facility over on the West Bank. John, we used to have a hockey team here. Can you believe that? <laughs> I, I, I think a Major League Baseball team here. Right? We did. We did. Um, I want to talk about Mark Ingram. I have no problem with him going to another team because – um, it's the nature of the business, and if, if we can't cover the money, let him go where he wants to go. But I, I thank you for all the years he did with uh, here in Saints. He he, did, yeah. he brought us the, the playoffs. He really did. So I have no problem with that. I'm not mad at him at all. Yep, I don't think you should be, Justin. That's my take on it also. Again, I've had three different people now tell me the same thing, that the Saints – had offered and talked about Mark Ingram, offering him similar money. May have not been a formal offer on paper, but they were ready to offer Mark Ingram a very similar deal to what they gave, perhaps almost the exact same annual compensation they gave to Latavius Murray. He felt that he could get more on the market and was being offered more by other teams. And I don't blame him at all. I also don't blame the Saints here. It's, it's a cap decision. It's a brutal business. Thanks, Justin. Let's go to Pierre and Gentilly. Pierre, welcome to the show. Good. What's up tonight, Pierre? I just want to say that um, I appreciate Mark Ingram for the years that he did give us. And, uh, you know, I understand that it's business. And uh, how much do you think that uh, the other team, what he did, do you think is going to be double with the Saints? No, no, you're not talking double here. I mean, you're not talking six to seven million dollars a year from Mark Ingram. But even if it's just a million or so more in annual compensation for Mark Ingram, because let's be honest here, he's a little long in the tooth for running back, might have two, three more years unless he goes Frank Gore mode and plays until he's almost 40. But even if it's just and a million bucks in football terms, in NFL terms, might not sound like a lot, but in real life, that's a lot. That's enough to set up your kids, your grandkids with a lot more down the road. I do not begrudge Mark Ingram at all, even if the compensation was close. And remember, and until I find out otherwise – this sounds like Mark Ingram telling them the Saints no with what they were ready to offer him. Now, is this going to be a bad decision 
looked back upon in two, three, four years when we say, boy, the Saints should have not, they should have given him a hometown raise because how good he was in the locker room. That was worth the extra million. Perhaps it was. Perhaps it will be. I know a lot of the players think so right now. We'll see. Thanks, Pierre. Appreciate you listening and calling tonight. How about Daniel and Jefferson? Daniel, welcome to the show. How's it going, Pat? Yeah, yeah, I'm good tonight. What's up? Um, I was calling about the fantasy sports. Uh, in Jefferson Parish, uh, didn't we uh, vote it legal? Uh, I believe the Jefferson Parish has a – boy, this is just off the top of my head because this is a topic out of the blue, but off the top of my head – I believe they passed some kind of resolution that says if it was legalized statewide, that you know it's basically going to be auto legalized in Jefferson Parish. I want to say Orleans did something similar, but until the state legislature gets on boards here and legalizes it, uh, our, our our buddies over in Mississippi, our brothers and sisters in Mississippi, are going to get all that revenue. Come on, Louisiana legislature, get it together here. NFL free agency, well, it's here. We've got you covered on all the Saints moves. You can listen for the latest every half hour in sports during the day and, of course, here on The Last Lap and preceding us on Sports Talk. It's Saints Free Agency Frenzy, brought to you by the Hood Automotive Group. Everything automotive under one hood. What do you think about this Mark Ingram deal? What do you think about Teddy Bridgewater coming back and Tiger fans Odell reunited with Jarvis? Yeah, traded to the Browns. One of the biggest trades, and I don't think this is hyperbolic, one of the biggest trades in NFL history just happened. These might become more frequent, but they have not been frequent in league history. This isn't the NBA or Major League Baseball. I'm Seth Dunlap. It's Logan Falgu behind the glass, and the last lap rolls on here on WWL. Thanks to Zach Streif for texting this along. It's hard to keep up with all of the transactions, but D. Ford reportedly headed to the Bay Area in San Francisco. The two teams close to finalizing a deal. First on it was Sports Illustrated's Albert Breer, who's been on this show quite a bit, says the Chiefs going to get a second-round pick in the 2020 draft, so next year's draft, in exchange for Ford. And we'll certainly see what kind of contract and compensation Ford is going to get after he's in San Francisco. I, 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 when, when Shanahan was hired there I thought and they gave him what a six-year contract I was kind of on board this rebuild but they have made misstep after misstep after misstep in San Francisco now on the surface I like this deal I don't know about giving Quan Alexander 54 million dollars an off-the-ball linebacker that much money this comes after Reuben Foster and some other disastrous mistakes uh McKinnon and I look it's probably not their fault I still thought they overpaid for McKinnon even though he's injured last year I don't know keep an eye on San Francisco and of course Jimmy Garoppolo not playing last year they're in that division does anybody think San Francisco is going to be truly competitive in that division with the Rams and Seahawks now both teams reloaded for the long term and Seattle is going to be better this year they were young they got a Hall of Fame quarterback and then you look at the Rams what they're doing I understand why they're, you know, making these kind of knee-jerk moves in San Francisco because they have to keep up in that division. <laughs> but D Ford, this is a good move, though. Even though I'm kind of ripping on him for some past mistakes. Surface here, I know we'll find out more details, and sometimes all these details that are being reported don't turn out to be quite true. But again, D Ford from the Chiefs uh, to the San Francisco 49ers. 
watching Gonzaga, and we're, we're keeping an eye on this Gonzaga score for you LSU fans because if, if LSU somehow wins out and wins that SEC tournament, and then you have a team like Gonzaga losing, could LSU get a one seed? I still don't know. I wouldn't think so, but Gonzaga losing right now. It's 21-19, St. Mary's giving them a game, and Gonzaga hasn't played a game in the single digits since 2018. They have 20 straight wins, all by double digits. I think the average score is about 27 points in favor of the Zags. So we'll see if St. Mary's can pull off the mammoth upset over there. There's a text from the 504. Did the Saints really mess up with Sproles when it meant we ended up with Camara? Oh, those are separate. And what? I mean, remember, Sproles was let go, what, four years before Alvin Kamara arrived in New Orleans? Was that nothing to do with each other? Seth, is Ziggy an upgraded defensive end? Ziggy's not as young as some people think. He's almost, he is, was he 29? Is he an upgrade over Alex Okafor? He, probably, yeah. I think they're, they're similar, uh, more upside and more pass rushing potential with, with Ziggy, obviously. But speaking of somebody who's been good in the locker room and a good two-way player, it's Alex. It just all comes down to compensation. Online right now at WWL.com, Deuce's commentary. Disappointing that Ingram's going to be gone, but he thinks Latavius Murray can get the job done. We're going to replay Deuce's chat with Zach and Bobby Bear a little later in the show. Our Blue Runner Foods opinion poll, Blue Runner Gumbo opinion poll tonight. Are you glad the Saints have stayed relatively quiet so far in free agency. And the reason we put that up there, obviously they signed Latavius Murray, but we're talking about the big, huge splash deals and splash trades. They haven't made those deals. And I argued yesterday, I'm, I'm glad they haven't made those deals because a lot of times those come back to bite you, those monster, massive contracts. 504-260-1870. The text line is 870-870. Some of... The other deals that got done today, of course, Odell Beckham goes from the Giants to the Browns. Talked about that. Uh, Titans are going to sign Cameron Wake. Three-year, $23 million deal. For Cameron Wake, that seems a little bit expensive, but that's how you've got that position being paid. Uh, Steven Nelson goes to the Steelers, three years, $25 million. Cordero Patterson, great return guy, special teams guy, going to get $5 million a year, uh, $5 million a year from the Bears, trying to reignite that Devin Hester magic they had there for so long. Also, speaking of those Seahawks, they lose a big part of that offensive line. J.R. Sweezy goes from Seattle to Arizona. No reported uh, compensation yet. 30 now but a very good guard underrated guard and has been for quite a long time uh, Falcons they've signed James Carpenter and Jamon Brown to guards try to bolster their offensive line and Brashad Perryman re-signing with the Browns one year four million dollar deal uh, you look at uh, the Panthers Matt Paradise one of the uh, big time offensive linemen on the market looks like he's going to the Panthers three years 27 million dollars to Carolina like that deal, I'm looking at Bill Barnwell's analysis right now, ESPN.com. Barnwell likes it too. What do you think, Saints fans, about this? I've I, I been watching social media. Social media has been flipping out about Mark Ingram. And maybe that is social media. That is the vocal minority, right? Perhaps more level-headed people. I, I, I've, been, I, I've told you on this show, 
since the Saints season ended. I had wished that Mark Ingram was going to finish his career here. He just seems like the epitome of a saint, blue-collar kind of guy, underrated, hardworking. His value is just way greater, even than what his stats would indicate. But certainly looks like that will not happen. Take a break. Back after this on the last lap. There's a text of the 337. Teddy Bridgewater, not the answer to Drew Brees. This is Teddy Brooks. I think you meant Teddy Bridgewater here. Get the auto correct. Not Hayton, no shade. Well, is he Drew Brees? No. I mean, come on. There's nobody in the history of this game really is Drew Brees. It doesn't bring his skill set. We're talking about, in my mind, one of the five best quarterbacks in NFL history. And I think it'll be remembered that way. So whoever takes over this job from him down the road is going to face an impossible task in replacing that guy. Teddy Bridgewater, I believe can be a capable starting quarterback in this league. And I, I'm, it's obvious that Sean Payton thinks so, too. Wouldn't have re-signed the guy. They didn't really, really like him. And that is a, an inevitability you're going to have to prepare for perhaps as early as next year. Here is a text from the 985. I love this one. Hey, will you take calls tonight or just keep flapping your jaws? Uh, the phone lines are open, so you're welcome to call in. Of course, this person on the text line would never call in because he just wants to troll on the text line. Love to hear from you. I can see your number. We'll know if it's you. Uh, here's a text from the 504. The Saints should look at a player like Danny Shelton or Muhammad Wilkerson. Muhammad Wilkerson would be interesting. He's a, you know, an inside-outside guy. Was a star in New York, a one-year deal. Now uh, This last year, now he's a free agent. I think he'd fit. Depends on the money that he wants. What kind of money does Ndamukong Sue want? Do you want that $14 million again? Because he's not worth that. No way in the world I'm paying him $14 million a year. But they have a need at that defensive tackle spot, depending on what happens with Tyler Davison, what's going to happen with Sheldon Rankins coming off that injury, and, of course, David Onyemata. Will he face a suspension from the league? Almost assuredly. There's a text from the 985. You think Russell Wilson is a Hall of Fame quarterback? Yeah, absolutely he is. I mean, if his career ended today, no. I'm just saying his trajectory is there. He's not Drew Brees. Again, not comparing those two guys, but if you don't think Russell Wilson is on pace and to be a Hall of Fame quarterback, I don't know what you've been watching. He's Our heir is Steve Young. Steve Young's a Hall of Famer. Russell Wilson's going to be a Hall of Famer. There's a text from the 504. Did the Saints really mess up with Sproles? I think the Saints messed up with Sproles. I think most people who played on that team, I think Zach Streif would tell you the Saints messed up on Sproles. Here's one from the 504. Browns will turn it around and have a winning season. Tell Seth if he wants to bet $100 to text me back. I would love giving him a big red X. Go Saints. Uh... I'm not going to bet you that because the Browns should have a winning season. A winning season is 9-7. and seven. With that talent, the talent that they've assembled on offense, and a lot of it's name talent, some of that talent might not have the production to back up the name on the jersey and the money that they're making, but come on here. There's just way too much talent for them not to win at least nine games next year. A long way to go. 
I don't know what's going to happen with injuries, but right now I'm not making that bet because you'd be favored in that bet. I wonder what the over-under is going to be for that team in Las Vegas, win-wise. What their win total over-under is going to be. The text from the 225, earlier they said his blocking was good, only had 18 rush passes on him, more than 300 attempts, where Mark had 26, 29 rush passes on him in 296 attempts. That's what stood out, protecting Breeze. They'll miss that. No doubt they'll miss that. There's another one on the text line at 870-870. I like the moves, though I'll be cheering for 22 wherever he goes. Need to secure our own free agents. That's from John on the West Bank. That's the attitude you should have. There's no no doubt. You watch this team for long enough and really his whole career, and got to be a little little bummed that Mark Ingram's not going to be there. Upset alert in college basketball. Gonzaga getting beat at halftime. 27-24. Gonzaga is one of the top scoring teams in the nation and I believe the most efficient offense in the nation according to these advanced analytics and Ken Pomeroy 24 points at the half Gonzaga has not been in any close games you got to wonder is that going to be a factor once you get to the NCAA tournament remember LSU speaking of college hoops Tigers number one seed in the SEC tournament that means they'll play their first game it's going to be Friday at noon 11.30, the pregame show. They'll play the winner of Florida, Arkansas. And that's the two teams they lost to in the SEC this year. So, yeah, have that, Tigers. you got to play one of the two teams that beat you this year. If the Tigers win on Friday, they're going to play again on Saturday at noon. If they win that, and that's the semifinals, they'll play on Sunday at noon. We'll see how they respond to all this adversity. And we're going to find out tomorrow with LSU, we think, if Javante Smart is going to play. I believe he should. I believe if Zion Williamson's going to play, Javante should play. Tiger baseball, they're back this week. SEC play begins this weekend against Kentucky. You can catch all the action right here. First game Friday, 7 pregame, 6.30 Saturday. Tigers and Wildcats at 6.30. And then Sunday's matchup starts at 2 o'clock. If the Tigers are playing those days, Tiger basketball is playing those days, we're not going to be able to offer you that third game in the series anyways. So Tiger baseball and basketball here on WWL. 504-260-1870. That's the phone number. Area code 504-260-1870. Text line is 870-870. Here's one from the 985 on the text line. Murray will be better than Ingram, in my humble opinion. All right. That's your opinion. I don't know. I I guess define better. Would he be better than Mark Ingram would have been this next year? Maybe. Mark Ingram's been declining a little bit. His on-field production in the last two years. I say a little bit, and I really mean that, just a little bit. Similar, not same, but, you know, in the same ballpark statistically the last few years, uh, Murray and Mark Ingram. We'll take another break. Back with your calls and texts here on the last lap. College basketball fans will remember UMBC last year and their stunner against Virginia. They're going back to the dance. UMBC winning in overtime tonight. So we'll see them them again, perhaps, as a 16 seed one more time. (laughs) Can they do it again in back-to-back years? We'll find out. Mark Bernard keeping track on everybody who's punched their tickets to the dance. That article is online. It'll be updated every day at WWL.com. Here's some of them. Bradley, Gardner-Webb, Iona, Liberty, Murray State, and I'm glad that they are in because John Morant just got to be there. Might win that Koozie Award. 
He's in the mix as a finalist with Tremont Waters over at LSU and uh, Watson Gonzaga. Josh Perkins of Gonzaga's in there. Uh, Wofford is in also. And either St. Mary's or Gonzaga will have punched their tickets tonight. Let's go to the phone lines. Pierre, you want to talk Mark Ingram. Pierre and Metairie, welcome to the show. Hey, Seth. Uh, you know, there's an old saying, the graveyards are full of indispensable men. We have good people on our team. Other teams have good people. They move on. They retire. Whatever. It's next man up. And that's the way it is with Mark Ingram. You wish him well. You hope he plays another five or six years. And if you want to cheer for him as a, as a Viking, go ahead. Uh, the next guy for us is someone else. Yeah, and and the uh, don't you think that the the teams, the, the franchises that are consistently successful, they make these decisions all the time. Like you know, like the teams Absolutely. that I mentioned, the Patriots, right? And I was just going to say, the Patriots make some very smart but cold blooded moves. If you watch their front office, uh, they seem to know what they're doing. Yes. Uh, the other thing, <laughs> yeah. I, I wanted to say this: there are plenty of people with a lot more football smarts than I have. But I have never been impressed with Bridgewater. And that last game of the regular season, as odd as it was, we didn't need it. We really didn't care one way or the other. Still, the guy never impressed me. And he didn't impress me on the sidelines either. He just seemed... He reminded me a little bit of Cam Newton as far as – On the sidelines? Wait. Okay, well, I understand why you wouldn't be impressed with that start because, frankly, he wasn't impressive in that Week 17 start. But why on the sidelines? What specifically? I'm curious. And this is just, again, my looking at him, uh, my own feeling of body language. He just – he was either on the field or he was a million miles away. That was my impression of him. I could be wrong, but – Again, I've never been impressed with him on the field. Well, here's what I would say, Pierre. Um, those guys in that locker room, one of the reasons Teddy Bridgewater is back, and you talk to the men in that locker room, they'll say they love Teddy Bridgewater because he wasn't just a backup quarterback that held a clipboard and was you know, kind of distant from the team. He was all in. And I think uh, your on-field concerns, um, um, look, he hasn't started a, a football game or at least entered the season as the starter since 2016. And, of course, that year he was injured in the preseason and never played. So it's been a while. So those concerns, I think, are, are legitimate. You and I can disagree on that, but you could turn out to be right. As far as the off-field stuff, I really think your your concerns there are – are unwarranted so i wouldn't have those concerns about teddy on the field sure yeah you and i could have that out and and heck you might be right i'll say i'm i'm more confident that he can be the future long-term quarterback than i am Taysom hill i don't see the accuracy in the pocket or even outside of it as a thrower from Taysom, unless they're just going to go full baltimore and lamar jackson and run the ball 60 65 percent of the time in a passing league with Taysom Hill, but you know Sean Payton, he's the guy. He could probably finagle a lot out of Taysom Hill at the quarterback spot. You could do have a lot worse options than Taysom Hill, and heck, you could have a lot worse options than Taysom Hill and Teddy Bridgewater if that's who they go. It's hypothetical here into the 2020 season with if Drew does decide to call it quits. So Mark Ingram might be gone. That's because Latavius Murray reportedly signed by the Saints. Teddy Bridgewater will be back. The big news across the NFL is the Giants have traded Odell Beckham Jr. to the Browns. First and third round pick this year. 
and Jabril Peppers, the young safety, rising, uh, maybe not star, but certainly a very good player in this league. We're taking a break. We're going to come back, and one of the most irresponsible pieces of NBA sports journalism that I've seen in a long time happened last night. We'll talk about that. It involves the Pelicans and a possible move to Seattle. Uh, ain't happening. Andrew calls at 504-260-1870. Text line 870-870 here on The Last Lap. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or... I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 